Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel podcast. As a vibrant part of life at TWU, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Two years ago, I wanted to be a pastor. I don't know if that sounds strange to hear me say that or not, but in any case, It didn't happen. I tried so hard, but the doors and opportunities just didn't open for me at that time. I struggled because I thought that God was calling me to ministry and I thought ministry had to look a certain way and it didn't work out. I spent two years trying to push my way in, wondering what the problem was. Was it my character, competence, or my chromosomes? I didn't get any answers, but seeing that it was a no, I lay down the dream. I then spent about four months burying my dreams. All this time, I was crying a lot. Like on the surface, I was carrying on. I was in my mid thirties, working full time, doing part-time seminary studies, raising a young family. On the surface, I was doing the normal things. But in the prayer room, during my devotional times, my conversations with God were pained, and I cried a lot. I was confused and a bit tormented over who I was, who I thought God was calling me to be in the world, versus who the world expects encourages, wants, or allows me to be. Being in my 30s was this really strange time when a bunch of roles and identities converged. Being a wife, being a mom, being with my Chinese mainland family, being with my Hong Kong family, and serving at my church, which was Chinese with members mainly from Taiwan and China, while also living and working in various Canadian contexts. Locally, I'm sometimes seen as an ethnic or an international person, but actually I had grown up mostly in Canada. So I kind of thought that I was basically white, but apparently I was not because I kept hearing the question, where are you from? The implication being that I must not be from here. And strangely enough, believe it or not, I get that question in Asia too. It's like everywhere I go, people detect some kind of foreignness or non-local quality about me. Canadian society views me as an Asian representative. Asian society views me as a Western guide. 
I have had Canadian people tell me that I have an accent when I speak English, and I have had Chinese people fault me for my poor Chinese. In Cantonese, there is a term, Un Tong Fan. It means half Chinese, half foreigner. Halfling, a term I've been familiar with since I was a child. The sense is, you are neither here nor there. This status didn't bother me that much until recent years when, as an adult, entering work, family, church arenas, I really wanted to succeed, to do well, and to meet expectations in each area. Then, I really felt that I was contorting myself in every which way, yet still not making it, still failing miserably, still disappointing people in my life whom I desperately wanted to have accept me, and perhaps, most painfully, still not sure if I was failing to be who God has called me to be. I hate the admonishment, just be yourself. It's super annoying because which version of myself, which version would you accept and which will break our relationship? More than I want to be myself and be comfortable, I want to do well. As a Christian, I should like to give up myself because didn't Jesus say, whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16, 25. And also, unless a grain of wheat falls unto the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. John 12, 24. I don't want anything more than I want to do well in the eyes of God. But what does that mean in every context? In this season, I'm working on not so much finding myself, but losing myself. I want to lay down myself and find my real life in Christ. Colossians 3.3 says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm taking time to reflect on who God has created me to be, the journey he has led me on. What has he equipped me with that, like two fish and five loaves, I could offer up. And here's what I'm learning. God can redeem our journeys. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. If I had to sum up my life journey in a word, I would say that it was disjointed. Between preschool and high school graduation, I attended nine different schools and institutions. I moved back and forth between the cities of Hong Kong and Calgary, Alberta. I also grew up in what's called an astronaut family, whereby my father was mostly away working overseas while my mom's sister and I lived in Canada. I grew up continually adapting, whether it was to time zones or culture, food or climate, people or language. But regardless of how disjointed my life feels to me, Scripture tells me that God had an intention in mind when he made me. Ephesians 1, 4-5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him 
before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Friends, I believe that in Christ, nothing is wasted. Your background and your journey in Christ, it can all be redeemed for a purpose. The Bible tells us that not only did God love us from before the creation of the world, it says that God has arranged beforehand some good things that we are assigned to do. In this season, I didn't get to be a pastor but I did become a publicist. This season has been really wild and unforeseen. Perhaps you've experienced the same. Sometimes I feel like I have no idea where this is all leading. Perhaps you resonate with that as well. Let me tell you a story. Exactly this time last year, I was running while crying. Okay, by now you probably think I cry a lot, but anyways, here's why I was running while crying. After spending about four months trying to give up on my dreams and process that grief, a new and different opportunity came up. But when it came up, I decided I would try not to feel or make any judgments or have any of my own opinions about it until I had prayed and heard from God. That's what I did. After chatting briefly with my husband, I simply prayed. Hey God, what do you think? Afterwards, I went on to do something that is part of my daily life, which is to go for a run. When I run, I often process things in my head. I kind of talk to myself and review things. And so on this occasion, I was thinking about what had transpired recently, the loss of my dreams, that whole mess of trying to figure out life calling and, and trying to work through uh, past couple of years and up to where I was now and what I was currently praying about. And while I was running through the streets of Langley in broad daylight, while processing stuff in my head, I heard this, Winnie, your view of ministry is too small. When I heard this, the thought was very arresting. It was like I had exclamation emojis pop up in my mind. And all this time, I'm still running. Then I heard, the times that you cried, I did not fail to see you. The prayers that were unanswered, I was not ignoring you. The ashes and broken pieces of the dreams that you laid down and killed at the altar. Here, look, I've collected them. I've gathered them and I am returning them to you. I heard all this while running and 
as you might guess, by this time, it was not just exclamation emojis going on in my head, but I was full on weeping while running. It was dangerous because I could not see through the tears. So I'm not recommending this practice. I don't think anyone saw me, thankfully, because it was mid-morning on a Friday while most people were at work or at school. Otherwise, I'm afraid I might have scared people into thinking, what is going on with that girl? All in all, that day and that moment was very significant to me. It made me feel that after two years of praying, struggling, researching and reading books and articles about women in ministry, and talking to whoever I could get a hold of to give me some insight into this, all the meandering through life, the mistakes that I made, all the wandering was not a waste. Look, I don't know where you guys are at right now. How are you feeling? Life is unforeseen. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but like when you're watching a video, let's say on Netflix, you can pull the slider to the end of the reel and get a peek at what how the show turns out, kind of like a preview. All right, in life, there are no previews. And sometimes you're not even sure if the category is tragedy, horror, drama, or comedy. But in case this can serve as any kind of reference point for you, here's what I've been learning. God is not allowing me to escape the script that he wrote for my life. There are things in my life I have often seen as awkward, as a burden, and a liability even. Namely, my gender and ethnicity. Also, parts of my growing up experience that I haven't quite reconciled with in my heart. Also, cross-cultural challenges that I haven't yet overcome. But somehow, God keeps bringing me back to those exact places. He keeps calling me to meet him and the very places that make me uncomfortable, awkward, the places and the parts of me that I want to hide, avoid, paint over, disguise. In this process, I've struggled with God and with people, but I'm learning and trying to submit to God and say to him, okay, God, whatever you want, Lord, I'm willing. If you would lead me, Lord, I should like to follow. For you, my friends, I don't have many answers. All I have to share is my life story, which is perhaps different, yet perhaps parallel to yours. Let me end by praying for you. Dear God, we love you. We praise you. You are good. You are the eternal God. From before the foundations of the world, you have loved us and chosen us in Christ to do the good works you have prepared beforehand for us to do. Thank you that in you 
we have the purpose and direction for our lives. May you use all of what is written in our lives for your glory. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to worship together with you soon at our next broadcast online at livechapel.twu.ca every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWU Chapel and at TWU Student Ministries. Much love.